This is the Bartender Journey Podcast. It's the Bartender Journey Podcast number 76. My name is Brian Vincent Weber. Longtime listeners of the show know me as Vince, but I'm mixing things up now. And it all has to do with today's show. This week, my guest is Ann Tunerman, the founder of Tales of the Cocktail, and also Christine Bondick, who works for uh, Tales on the marketing side. They have a blockbuster announcement. You're going to want to hear this, and you're going to hear it first right here on Bartender Journey. We're also going to talk about the new relationship between Bartender Journey and Tales of the Cocktail. Stay tuned after the interview for all the details. Now, here's the interview. Hello. Hello. Hey, uh, this is Ann and Christine with Tales of the Cocktail. How are you doing? Great. How are you? Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, no. Thank you. Looking forward to working with you. Same here. Same here. I'm uh, super excited. Hey, Brian. Hey, hey Christine. I want to say uh, thank you to Ann Tunerman and Christine Bondrick for coming on the show. Christine's been a real pleasure in setting all this up, and uh, Ann, of course, is the founder of Tales of the Cocktail. So before we get into the very exciting announcement you have about the great new Tales of the Cocktail program, can we talk uh, briefly about the history of Tales of the Cocktail? Uh, sure. Absolutely. So you, you started this just as a uh, kind of walking tour of New Orleans, cocktail tour, is that right? Yes, that's correct. Um, I started a walking tour of New Orleans bars and restaurants. Um, at the time, there really wasn't anything that, you know, gave people all of that history, be it the famous drinks invented in New Orleans from the Sazerac, Ramos Gin Fizz, Brandy Crusta, to, you know, all the famous bars and restaurants as well. I mean, when you look at places like Antoine's that have been open since 1840 and Tujac's, which is the home of brunch, uh, you know, there was so much great history in New Orleans and nobody was telling that story. And so I started that walking tour of New Orleans bars and restaurants and the first year to celebrate um, that tour came up with the idea of Tales of the Cocktail as this kind of little like mini, you know, cocktail conference to focus on that some more. And, uh, you know, luckily it was well received and here we are 12 years later. Yeah. Well, it grew from what, a handful of people to about 20,000 or so. Is that right? It did. And what's really fun is that there are people that have been with me since the beginning and there are people that, you know, the Hotel Monteleon, some of our hotel partners or people we work with that, you know, literally were at that first Tales of the Cocktail when there was, you know, 50 people at the back of the carousel bar and, you know, half of them were probably friends and family mm-hmm. that I, uh, you know, begged to come to the event. <laughs> now, you know, we've, you know, grown exponentially. Wow, that's cool. Well, and the cocktail tour is still uh, an event you can sign up for at Tales of the Cocktail, right? It is. We have an excellent tour guide. His name's Joe Gendusa. He's actually 74 years old. Mm -hmm. He's a retired school teacher, and the man is amazing. And yes, you can still, you know, take that original cocktail tour. There's some, you know, imitators along the way now, but, uh, you know, it's still really, really well received. And actually, if you look on TripAdvisor or some of those websites, uh, people have, you know, nothing but excellent things to say about Joe and the tour. And the tour, just like Tales of the Cocktail, is, you know, fun, but it's, you know, educational. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the tickets are not easy to get. I'm, I'm excited to uh, have reserved a place this year. So <laughs> I, w- I wasn't able to get in last year. So uh, this will be my first time taking the tour. I'm excited about that. Oh, good. Yeah. You, you will definitely enjoy it. And Joe should definitely be somebody you should interview. He's fabulous. He actually... The tour has been so successful that he wrote a book. Oh. He's in about his fifth or sixth printing that he still uh, sells called History with a Twist. Okay. And it's because all those years people would constantly say, like, don't you have this written down? Mm. Because they wanted all those stories. So, you know, I definitely recommend uh, 
that and you'll enjoy working with Joe. Great, great. Um, so, yeah, I mean, speaking about New Orleans, you know, I'd like to thank you personally for not having this like at the convention center or something because you really get a chance to uh, experience the culture of the city, you know, at this event. How, how would you say uh, the city of New Orleans factors into this whole Tales of the Cocktail? The city of New Orleans is huge. The event would not be the same anyplace else. And you're very right that, you know, part of our, you know, focus is really showing off New Orleans. I mean, I, you know, love New Orleans and don't plan on going anywhere. And we want to show the New Orleans that we love to people. So that's the exact reason that we don't have anything at, say, the convention center. It's not that that isn't a great facility in its own right, but we want to show them, you know, authentic New Orleans. So I don't want to bring in the French Quarter and stage it in the convention center. So we purposely have events at venues all over town, be it, you know, the World War II Museum or, you know, our renovated new lakefront airport or you know, restaurants or unique venues so that people can see those and discover them that they might not normally go to. And the other thing is that New Orleans footprint makes the event very successful because you could have the same amount of people in New York and Chicago, but they would be spread out. Right. You know, everything is pretty much within walking distance. So you're right there in the French Quarter. You know, you can walk to, you know, bars, restaurants, seminars, tasting rooms, and you know, you really feel it, and you're walking down Bourbon Street, and here comes, you know, Gary Regan and, you know, Dick Bradsell from London, you know, and you're crossing each other, you know, on Bourbon Street. The other thing that's happened that's been really great is that because of us really showing off our love of New Orleans, we, you know, we've had so many people move here. We've (laughs) had, you know, Wayne Curtis, who's, you know, a rum authority and author, moved to New Orleans. Uh, Jeff Berry, who I call the Tiki God, has moved here. He is opening a bar in New Orleans in September. Uh, you know, too many bartenders to name, but people that have come to Tales of the Cocktail three or four times and, you know, really fallen in love with it and then now made New Orleans their home. Wow, that's pretty cool. Well, yeah. That's that's awesome. So should we get into uh, the big announcement? Yes, we will. I'm going to let... Uh, Christine, give you the, the big announcement. Do we have like a drum roll or something? Yeah, I'll put, I'll put one in. I'll put one in after. Yeah, so on um, July 8th, we are announcing our Tales 365 Tales of the Cocktail membership program. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and what's really crucial about that is, you know, I kind of had a shift in my line of thinking um, as well, and, you know, a lot of that from working with Christine, but... In the past, you know, I always felt like, you know, we had to get you here to really experience Tales of the Cocktail. Right. And, you know, now I've decided that after all these years, we're really creating so much good content. Right. That there's no reason for us to share it with people. No reason to exclude the people that... That, you know, aren't able to make it to the event. So, for example, you know, last year... I use this as a story that kind of, you know, triggered my mindset in this. I was talking to two gentlemen from New Zealand, and, you know, they had come over for Tales of the Cocktail, and they told me at the beginning of the year they met with all their friends, and they were all going to, you know, save up their money and come to Tales of the Cocktail. Well, it ended up being two out of the ten that would come, Mm -hmm. which is honestly fabulous. I'm, you know, not a saver. I have problems with that myself. (laughs) But so they're saving up for their, you know, airline ticket, their accommodations, their tickets to the event. And, you know, we've always been very mindful of this because, you know, they're taking off work, they're spending their money, and we really need to make sure we deliver when they get here. Right. 
people have asked for this in the past, but so now those other eight people that maybe couldn't attend last year and maybe a few of them will attend this year, but, you know, with technology the way it is, they can have access to some of our world-class speakers. They can have access to, you know, intimate, you know, one-on-one -on -one interviews we're going to do, you know, online. They can be part of our Tales of Cocktail book club. So we can, it gives us the opportunity to continue our mission of really promoting education right. throughout the world and accessing the great talent we already have and making it available for people, yeah. you know, at a very affordable price and also bringing them things that they wouldn't normally get to see or participate in. Right. Well, I mean, even if you do attend, uh, so many of the great events overlap with each other. You have to make a choice of what, what you're going to go to and what you're going to miss. But in the, with this, you can actually see the other thing that you missed after the fact, perhaps. Right, exactly. Very you definitely, true. you know, can. And again, this year, we're starting off and we're producing, you know, 12 seminars that we're going to have on video. They're going to be, you know, two camera shoots edited. So again, very well done. Uh, we'll have things to add to that. Um, but that's, you know, a starting point. And then that library is just going to continue to grow. Right. And uh, some of the ones that are not being videotaped, I'm going to record as audio files, and uh, those will be available as well. And uh, I'll make my own uh, announcement here that I've partnered up with you guys to produce uh, a bunch of podcasts that will be available uh, exclusively on Tales 365. So uh, I'm real, really excited about that. We are really yeah, here because, again, it's kind of about the transfer of information. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we really liked what we, you know, saw when we started talking to you and the quality and the commitment level to your podcast. Again, you know, I don't want to sometimes have people think we're too, you know, serious and that we're not fun, but we're, you know, serious about learning. And again, so the fact that you'll be there and you'll be conducting interviews with some of these you know, some really well-known talents, some mm -hmm. not so known, right. but unbelievable talents yep. and people that, you know, sometimes we take advantage of that we get to speak to. You know, when you get to interview, you know, Desmond Payne, who's been making Beefeater in Plymouth Gin for over 40 years and mm -hmm. is, you know, one of about two people that knows the formula and <laughs> is, you know, creating things, you know, that's interesting. Oh, yeah. I, I find that stuff fascinating. I, I can't get enough of it myself. <laughs> I mean, there's just so many good stories. So. Yep, yep. And uh, so what are a couple of the other um, advantages you get from, from joining, uh, from taking a membership in Tales 365? Well, one of the other ones that I'm really excited about uh, is our curated distillery trip. Mm. Um, so, Me again, too. these are relationships we have with people where we're putting together, you know, things that, again, aren't off the shelf for people to buy. So we're having our first distillery trip we've put together in November that will be to the tequila region of Mexico, uh, which I had the opportunity to go to last year. And, you know, it's not hosted by a brand. It's hosted by us. So we're taking mm -hmm. you to different types of distilleries, to seeing different types of, you know, processes. And that's one of the things that's so interesting about tequila is that people have to use the same ingredients, but then it's what they do with them. But, you know, we'll be taking you out to, you know, the fields to meet with hemidors and, you know, chop your own agave and going to these distilleries. And believe me, this will be a very memorable experience at a really good price. Uh, plus, Christine and I are working on a lot of things with, you know, preview tastings. Um, so, again, just a lot of, you know, special access to things that we're asking people for through our relationships with them. Great. And, and uh, another, the, mm -hmm. you know, feature of membership that I'm very excited, you know, to announce is 
we're going to be doing a lot of industry shakeups, right. which, you know, these are kind of our version of technique videos meets uh, webinars, you know, just additional educational content with really influential, you know, industry professionals. And it's really going to be great interactive content where, you know, you may be in, you know, Dubai and streaming online, but you can ask your questions, you know, to these influencers online and get your answers um, you know, through that outlet. Right. Yeah, it really is exciting. I mean, it's it's uh, worldwide. It's 365 days a year, and uh, any you know anybody can join it, whether you've attended Tales or not. It's it's going to be a great um, great program. Um, I'm excited about it myself. Well, and to add to what uh, Christine said too, with some of those shakeups, again, the thing is like Bobby Hugel in Houston, who I have a lot of respect for. I mean, he has an unbelievable training program. He operates multiple bars in that area. Again. To be able to sit down and, like, talk to this person for 30 minutes or an hour or to be able to answer, you know, ask them questions, you know, via Q&A, I mean, these are all unbelievable opportunities. I mean, these are people that, you know, they don't have a lot of time to sit down and meet with people, right. you know, individually one-on-one. And with this program, we're also opening it up to the cocktail enthusiast. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, the consumer is getting so much smarter. Right. They're interested in some of these things as well. Right. Yeah. I was just saying to somebody the other day, you know, it's so nice now to sit down in a bar in Manhattan and you can have a, you can have an intelligent talk about spirits and cocktails with pretty much anybody you sit next to at a bar these days, you know, so people are getting smarter. They, they know more and they have a, they have a thirst for knowledge if uh, a <laughs> pun not intended, but. Um, I like that. Well, they do because. You know, the way I look at it, I say, you know, when you know better, you do better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you have a very simple, well-made margarita with fresh lime juice, you know, versus maybe Rose's lime juice, you just know it tastes better. Right. You don't have to be a mixologist or, you know, a foodie. But, again, just those little, you know, things, um, you can tell the difference, so then you want to repeat that experience again. Right, right. Well, cool. And uh, so there's a few other um, advantages to joining, uh, membership advantages like discounts with uh, Cocktail Kingdom and Imbibe Magazine. That, that's pretty cool. No, definitely. And Cocktail Kingdom has some special uh, rates they're going to be offering our members. And, you know, tools are very important. Again, you know, you don't see a chef that, you know, has cheap knives. So, again, whether you're an enthusiast or a bartender, I think you know, the quality of your materials does matter. And, again, these are all people that we work with, we buy tools from, we use their materials at Tales of Cocktail, and we believe in them. So we've gone to them specifically and said, you know, hey, would you, you know, offer something to our membership because we think you really have a worldwide, you know, product. Oh, they do. And, and you, see their, um, you see their products in most uh, high-end uh, photo shoots and, uh, you know, of, of the high-end bars and stuff. I, I did an interview with those guys. Uh, they're great guys, great guys. Well, cool. Do you want to talk about the specifics, uh, how people can join and what it's going to uh, cost? Yes, definitely. Christine, why don't you take, uh, take folks through that and tell them how excited we are because you can be a founding <laughs> member at Tales of Cocktail. Yes, yeah, so like Ann said, everyone can join uh, during Tales of the Cocktail. Uh, in our actual uh, market at Tails, mm-hmm. we'll have a booth set up there where members can ask questions and really get all the answers then and there. You sign up right on the spot and become one of our founding members, which is you know a special on-site promotional rate of only $129, where you can you know have Tales of the Cocktail at your fingertips for you know the entire year. Mm-hmm. So 
we're so excited to offer this, and I think during Tales of the Cocktail is the prime time, you know, to get our members and keep everyone all excited, and we can have that knowledge throughout the year. Yep. Oh, it's it's big news, big news. All We've right. been focused, too, I think, on giving people a good, what I call, sense of value. Mm-hmm. So, you know, not cheap, but understanding that when I was using the example of the gentleman in New Zealand, that, you know, people are paying their own way to attend this event. Uh, so, again, if you look at the, you know, $129 price and you're going to have access to, you know, 12 of our seminars that you can watch multiple times, you're going to have access to the shakeups, things like the trips, which, again, are going to be, you know, small, intimate groups of people. I think the trip price is around $1,200, which Christine can confirm. But, you know, again, it's a good, you know, value. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, again, I think, you know, we've been, again, very conscientious to, you know, price it right for our audience and, again, give them a really good, you know, value. I mean, each of those seminars, if you were paying to attend them, which, of course, is a little different experience, is, you know, 45 or $50. And here, you know, just those alone you can watch multiple times. And we did a lot of, you know, surveying and speaking to people in advance on the features and benefits they want. And our goal is to have a lot of meat there. So you'll see, you know, there's not a, you know, decal for your, you know, notebook included in the membership. You know, again, it's meat. Because when you look at a lot of associations and memberships, like Christine and I did, you know, there's usually one or two things of value and then honestly a lot of fluff. Right, right. You know, uh, and, you know, you really don't want that fluff, but, you know, you go for it because, okay, if you go to the zoo more than once a year, you know, it pays for yourself. Or if you go to, you know, Bush Gardens more than once a year, or if you go to, you know, one of these, you know, chamber events, it pays for itself. But, again, we're really you know, focus on having a lot of good content, and we look forward to hearing immediately from our members on, you know, what they like, what Mm. they, you know, want more of. If they want, you know, more involvement with, you know, books and authors, we can instantly make that happen. If Mm. they want, you know, more of something, less of something else, we have the ability to move quickly to react and give them what they want. That's great, yeah. Yeah, I I mean, these online, uh, the Google Hangouts, I think, are that's a big, big benefit. You're going to do tastings as well as educational stuff. uh, I think tastings would be a fun thing to do with the Google Hangout. Yeah, totally. And, you know, part of Tales of the Cocktail is the networking aspect. I mean, Mm -hmm. people, the networking opportunity during Tales of the Cocktail is huge. And that's something that we wanted to be sure to provide throughout the year as well. So as part of membership, Members will have access to the member's database. So you can go in there and create your full membership profile, and you can be discovered as, you know, maybe a brand-new bartender on the scene, and, you know, you can maybe interact then with, you know, really influential professional there. So it's just ongoing networking opportunities as well. Right, and it ties into the whole Tales of the Cocktail uh, educational aspect. I mean, I think it's so cool that uh, Tales of the Cocktail supports these apprenticeships and grants and scholarships. You know, I mean, I, I went to I went to college for restaurant management years and years ago, and I remember some mentorship programs. You know, leaders in the industry that really um, you know had a big impact on on me on, on my life. Really, well, I think the the bar and restaurant industry and hospitality in general, I think, is the most generous of all. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at you know businesses that really you know give back to people, help other people, donate food for charity events, um, and on and on, it's just a very generous 
industry, and we're happy to do that, and honestly, we want to do more of that. Great. So that's another way that we're hoping membership can help contribute to that, because right now at the event, you know, we want to keep the same feel of the event, so the goal isn't to grow just for the sake of growing. You know, it has to, you know, work with the, the spirit of the event. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of the event, I'd love to get your input on um, best best practices for attending Tales of the Cocktail. I mean, uh, you know, I attended for the first time last year, and uh, the best av- advice that I read before I went was don't try to finish everything that's put in front of you. <laughs> yes, that is a good that's one. That's a great one. <laughs> I like to tell people we're not going to run out of booze. It's right. okay. There's um, always somebody going to hand you another drink uh, in, right. in, in a minute. <laughs> Well, it's kind of like, you know, that first person that comes to Mardi Gras down here. You know, they get excited. It's like, you know, everybody you've ever wanted to meet is in one place. If you're at Tales of Cocktail and there's so much to do. Yeah. But yes, you don't have to do it all in that one first, you know, trip. So pace yourself so that you really do, you know, enjoy yourself. And what I try to recommend to people is definitely book some things that you don't want to miss in advance. So if you want to, you know, attend a specific seminar, attend a specific event, uh, do that. But then at the same time, leave some time open so you can, you know, visit tasting rooms, so you can, you know, sit next to somebody in the carousel bar and talk to them. So you can, you know, do some of those things as well. So I think it's good to kind of have like, you know, a combination of those activities put together. Oh yeah, there, there's just so much to do. Th- things you wouldn't even have on your radar. You know, I, I was talking to somebody last year, and he's like, "Oh, there's this great tequila tasting down the road." I like, how, "How did you even know that?" <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> and or I was standing in line to get in one event, and uh, somebody said, "Hey, there's um, uh, there's a uh, Absolute is doing a uh, launch of their high end Elix." Uh, vodka down the road and it was in this such a cool venue it was like a blacksmith shop i think i didn't even know there was still such a thing it was the coolest that was in the um bevelo space and they do all the hand coppered mm-hmm. uh gas lamps yeah again and those are places same thing we spend a lot of time with these brands like scouring places to have things that are you know interesting oh and yeah and another advice that i would give is not not you know i've only been to one so far but you know talk to people because I went to that event we were just talking about, had a great time, was talking to the bartender and he says, hey, do you know about the private tasting upstairs? I was like, no, tell me. <laughs> and then the next thing you know, I was up at this private tasting upstairs with uh, about only about 12 other people and I didn't even know about it five minutes earlier, but it was a great, awesome event. I learned so much about vodka that day. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, no, you definitely want to talk to people because again, you'll, you know, make friends. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like we have you know, there's a, a group here that's a cocktail club, and it's, you know, all locals. And they have met people that they have now, like, visited in Toronto. They've been back mm. here for Jazz Fest. You know, we've had everything from, you know, marriages to proposals <laughs> to, you know, friendships like that develop. Uh, but, you know, you have an instant, you know, connection with people. Right. Yeah, you, and if you make friends with somebody who's been before, you'll uh, definitely get more out of the experience, I think. Yeah, and if you find a local, that's a great person to give you some, you know, tips on local bars and um, places to go check out some live music and do some really cool, true to New Orleans things that you may not have heard about before. Yeah, actually, I was I wanted to ask both of you uh, if you had any specific recommendations on that front, things that uh, maybe aren't included in Tales of Cocktail, but but really great uh, venues that or bars that we should check out while we're down there. There are so many good ones. Um, <laughs> You know, French 75 is always a favorite of mine. I think, you know, they make an excellent Sazerac. You know, then there are places like, uh, you know, Aaron Rose that are great with a frozen Irish coffee. Um, 
you know, there's so much great stuff to do. Honestly, you could kind of just like, you know, stumble around and, you know, you'd be okay. Just, yeah. just get but, off you know, Logan I would Street, say I think, just, right? you know, explore. I mean, be what I call, you know, big city safe. Uh, but, you know, again, get out, you know, walk around, have, you know, coffee and beignets, you know, do some, you know, shopping on Royal Street, go in bars and restaurants, you know, kind of just let things, you know, take you. Yeah, and, yeah, I definitely suggest and, taking a little trip to Frenchman Street and checking out some of the, you know, local bars and get a feel for the live music. That's something I'm totally into right now is nice. all the local, you know, New Orleans theme music, and it's so much fun. That sounds great. And uh, I would offer, you know, don't fall into the trap of just walking up and down Bourbon Street. There's a lot more to the city than that. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, no, totally. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it always, you know, amazes me I mean, you know, Bourbon Street, you know, you could check that off your bucket list really quick. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, other than like Irvin Mayfield's Jazz Playhouse, which has great cocktails, great music, and is complimentary, you may be seeing a strip club or two. Um, <laughs> but, you know, get out and see everything New Orleans has to offer. Like Christine said, talking about the live music, I feel like we're such a great city that's a good value. I mean, you don't go to New York and see, you know, Rebirth Jazz Band for free. You no. don't, you know, go to Chicago and go to Frenchman Street and, you know, just see up and down, you know, great musicians from all over the world. So, again, take, you know, advantage of this. Again, at Irvin Mayfield's bar on Bourbon Street, you know, he personally curates all the, you know, musical talent there. Uh, cool. So, again, there's just so much to soak up. Uh, you know, I call it culturally intoxicating. But, you know, that's what we want people to do while they're here. <laughs> cool. Yeah, there's so many interesting places. What, what was the name of the place last year where they had the Irish whiskey event and uh, the Dead Rabbit staff was there? Yeah, that was at uh, Cane and Table. Yeah, I never would have found that place otherwise. <laughs> that, was, that was quite a ways from Bourbon Street. I never would have made I never would have found that place if it hadn't been on the list, you know. Well, and that's, New Orleans is like that in general. You know, you'll walk by a place in the French Quarter or other places, too, and you'll see, like, a door, and you're like, okay, mm. this place is going to be a dump. Mm. And you walk in and say in the French Quarter has, like, an unbelievable courtyard. And, you know, yeah. uh, you know, next thing you know, you're just totally, like, you know, wow. Yep, yep. Well, uh, while we're speaking about getting the most out of the experience, um, there's a Tales of the Cocktail app, correct? Yes, there is. And uh, the Google slash Android app is available now. And we are uh, anxiously awaiting the, you know, Apple email approval. Mm -hmm. Um, But both of the apps are free, and they really are a a must. I mean, you can search by presenter. You can search by sponsor. You can make your own schedule. So, you know, I would highly recommend it. And as soon as we get word that the, um, you know, Apple version out, we will uh, make that available to you and your listeners right away. Oh, cool. Yeah, um, for for anybody who doesn't know, uh, you can – go on now there's they're specific to the year so if you go on and search for tales of the cocktail app you'll see 2013 but that's not the one you want the 2014 will be released uh any day now yeah so but it's great i like the um what's going on right now feature that's that's a good one on the app yeah it's it's really great very uh interactive and i mean you can completely customize your own schedule so we wanted to make it as user-friendly as possible so that you can get the most out of tales of the cocktail and have it 
at your fingertips, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I would say it's really important because it's easy to lose track of, you know, if you re- reserved a certain uh, event or that you paid for or, or maybe, you know, just something that you were really interested in seeing, you might get sidetracked and uh, it's easy to, easy to get sidetracked and miss it, you know, but so I, you know, you need to set that up so that uh, your phone's telling you, hey, time to move on to the next thing. <laughs> so uh, can we, should we talk about the uh, awards this year? Yeah, sure. I would love to. Yeah. Um, well, uh, the first thing that struck me as a New Yorker was world's best new cocktail bar. They're all from New York. <laughs> it's funny how things ebb and flow. You know, some years it's like, you know, heavy on London. Some years, you know, it's New York. Um, I actually think we have a really diverse group of nominees this year, especially when you look at the international categories. Mm-hmm. But, you know, people aren't dumb they know if you open a bar in new york it's going to get noticed right (laughs) although we have an entire team of u.s judges and they're spread out throughout the entire country and you can see some bars in austin and other places you know nominated in different categories Uh Um, but you know there is something to be said for again when you open a bar in new york it's like the equivalent of opening you know a global bar yeah yeah well those are all uh, i've been to three or four of the three out of the four of those places and they're all fabulous so uh, i i was curious what what is the process with the nominations and and who's doing the voting um we have a judging committee we actually have two people that kind of oversee the committee one runs the us side of the committee and one runs the global side and in addition to what I'm telling you, too, this entire process is on our website, so if people want to look at it. Mm-hmm. And, again, then we have, you know, I think it's 50 judges internationally and 75 judges for the U.S. And, okay. again, then there's kind of like a lead judge, and they help uh, curate the judges from that particular part of the country. And, again, this has become something that's very important because there are great bars in, you know, Nashville and, you know, Denver you know, in all these other places. And if you look at like, you know, best bartender, one of the gentlemen from Denver, you know, so it's definitely drilling down to all size markets. Um, People nominate who they think should win in a particular category. And it's not based on the number of votes. It's a combination of that and the judging voting as well. And so first we announce the top 10 and then we announce the top four. And then at the event itself, we announce the winner. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Well, I was curious about the um, category um, high volume cocktail bar. What what constitutes that? We came up with that category two years ago, and again, all these things come about from other people reaching out to us with their input, and we think it was a category that needed to uh, exist because you have a lot of you know small craft cocktail bars, mm-hmm. but then you have places like uh, you know Nomad or mm-hmm. um, you know, other bars that really are, you know, a restaurant slash, you know, cocktail bar, but are doing a tremendous amount of volume, you know, as well, which then that's a whole nother level of expertise that it takes to do that. Right. And uh, how about the best bar mentor category? That's that's an interesting one. Yeah, that's a great category, I think. It's meant for somebody that is not currently bartending, but somebody that has, you know, had a tremendous influence on a lot of other people. So mm-hmm. you've seen like Dale DeGroff, sure. Audrey Saunders, you know, those are some of the past winners of that category. People that, you know, kind of like you mentioned when you were in school that have taken their time and, you know, hired, trained, nurtured, you know, a lot of people. I mean, in Audrey's case, it was interesting. She wanted to learn how to bartend. She went to Dale and asked him if she could basically just show up and work for free for him. And she did for a year. Uh-huh. 
you know, learn from him. But the whole business is related to that, I think, because if you look at, like, Julie Reiner, like, she amazes me because she has all of her venues in New York. And then if you look at the bloodline back to her, you know, Phil Ward, who owns Maya Well, worked for Julie, Mm -hmm. you know. Everybody you can think of, you know, has worked for her that's then gone on and opened, you know, their own bars. So it's such a good, you know, foundation. And those people understand when they're training those people that they're eventually, one, training their competition, and two, they're going to go out and, you know, flourish and open their own places too. Yeah, yeah. I, I say, uh, I've said on the, on the show before that uh, every time I walk into employees only, I just feel so welcome, you know, and it's just like this untangible thing, but it's, it's, uh, it's just a feeling of being welcome into the bar. Just, it's, it's a great place. And hospitality is such, you know, we, we talk about mixology and cocktails so much that, uh, you know, I know you guys love to uh, focus on hospitality as well. Yeah, no, that's, that's ultimately the sign of success. I mean, anybody can at some point, you know, make a good cocktail, but can you, you know, offer all the other things as well? Right, right. So Tales of the Cocktail takes place in Vancouver and Buenos Aires as well, right, every year? Uh, not every year. We call oh. that Tales of the Cocktail on tour, and we have done two years in Vancouver. That was our first city we went to, and then we... Uh, did two years in Buenos Aires, and we are announcing the next city we are going to at this year's Tales of the Cocktail. Ah, more, more secrets, more special announcements coming up. Uh, you will be there for it. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Can't wait. All right, cool. Well, uh, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I uh, look forward to uh, meeting you, maybe sharing a cocktail in the uh, next couple of weeks. Definitely. Absolutely. And uh, thank you again so much for talking to me. And uh I look forward to uh, this alliance that we've forged here. We do, too. We're very appreciative of you, you know, working with us and look forward to a a long partnership. Great. Thank you. Well, there you have it. Big news from Tales of the Cocktail and big news for Bartender Journey. To get more information about the exciting new Tales 365, you want to go to talesofthecocktail.com, and there'll be some info posted there. It should be up right now. And as I said, I'll be producing exclusive content just for Tales 365 members. And uh, Anne has introduced me to the most amazing people in this bartender world, <laughs> the, uh, the cocktail world. Uh, I have a interview set up with Dale DeGroff, with David Wondridge, with Steve Schneider, with Julie Reiner. These are the most amazing people in this industry. And in fact, I have so many amazing people to talk to during the tales of the cocktail next week. I uh, contacted Jim Meehan, and uh, yesterday I went to his famous bar, PDT, and interviewed him. Uh, it was just he and I sitting at the bar um, before the bar opened, and it was an amazing conversation. He's such a nice guy, generous with his knowledge, happy to uh, welcome me in. I was, I was thrilled with the interview, thrilled to talk to him, and uh, we talked about bartending, uh, cocktails, the bar business, and to hear this, you have to be a Tales 365 member. Well, actually, we'll, we'll have little snippets of some of these interviews on uh, Bartender Journey. Small snippets, but um, the meat of it is going to be on Tales of the Cut, uh, is going to be on Tales 365. So uh, it's, it's an exciting program. There's so many cool benefits to it. And uh, this is something you really should uh, consider very seriously joining up for this because there's amazing benefits, amazing uh, networking benefits, uh, amazing content that's going to be. There, there's some of the seminars uh, at Tales of the Cocktail next week. I'm going to record them uh, verbatim 
And uh, that'll be available on Tales 365. Like Ann was saying, you know, some of these seminars, the the seminars cost you 50 bucks each if you're there, if you go there. So here for one set price, you know, you can get a, um, a load of them. So, and they're, and they're fabulous. The, the seminars are amazing there. So, uh, all right, we'll close it up there. It's been a very exciting week here on Bartender Journey and, uh, more great things to come. I'm traveling to Tales of the Cocktail a week from today. And I can't wait, especially with this new alliance with the Tales of the Cocktail organization. So I guess that's all I've got to say for today, except this. Cheers. (laughs) 